The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Feb 28, 2019, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Coming up in today's show, by request from our Patreon subscribers at BobSeskaShow.com, I assembled our troop of co-hosts for a Cohen Testimony Roundtable Show. Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today. Fresh newscast out today at buzzburbank.com, by the way. Jody on the show is here, too. Jody Hamilton from The Stephanie Miller Show. And, of course, the great T-Rex, David Ferguson of the T-Rex Report podcast is here, too. And in in just a couple of minutes, we're going to dig into everything that went down on the House Oversight Committee yesterday and maybe a whole lot more. So stick around. It's going to be a huge show. But for now... Let's talk about the greatest bed sheets in the world. My favorite bed sheets from brooklinen.com. And uh, of course, I, I don't mind saying that I live with a menopausal woman who loves loves to stay cool at night. And so we got a special set of sheets from brooklinen.com that are cool to the touch. It's a relaxing, comfortable night's sleep for both of us. And it's not just us. A half million people now sleep in luxury they can afford, all because Brooklinen cut out the middlemen and made ordering easy. Good housekeeping named brooklinen.com, the best of online betting. And they were the first in the business. Since then, Brooklinen.com's gotten over 30,000 five-star reviews, more than any other betting company. Brooklinen sheets come in more than 25 colors and patterns, and it's easy to mix and match. And it's a great place to gift shop, too, for candles, towels, robes, and sleep masks, and so much more. And Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for you, just for my listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping. Use promo code BOBC at Brooklinen.com. Brooklyn is so confident you'll love your new sheets, comforters, and towels. They come with a lifetime warranty, but the only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code BOBC at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BOBC. Brooklinen, they really are the best sheets ever. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You're an employee of the Jinko Olive Oil Company? That's right. But in actuality, you remember the Corleone Crime Organization. Uh, no, we call it the Corleone Family, Senator. We call it the family. What was your position? At first, like everybody else, I, I was a soldier. What is that? A button, you know, son. Come on. No, I don't know. Tell me. Well, when the boss says push a button on a guy, I push a button. See, son? Mr. Quester. You mean you kill people? I what? You kill people at the, uh, at the behest of your superiors. Yeah, that's right, counselor. And the, uh, the head of your family is uh, Michael Corleone. Yeah, Counselor, Michael Corleone, right. Did you ever get such an order directly from Michael Corleone? No, uh, I never talked to him. Uh, Mr. Chichi, could you amplify your answer a bit, please? Do what? Could you expand on your answer? I'm particularly interested in knowing, uh, uh, was there always a buffer involved? Someone in between you and your possible superiors who gave the actual order. Right, yeah, buffer. The family had a lot of buffers. <laughs> Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. All right, is the Trump crisis day 770, 614 days until the 2020 presidential election? And we have a, a gigantic show today because everyone is here except for Kimberly. I don't know where the hell Kimberly is. She's uh, she's in the other room somewhere. I don't think she she had a uh, a pressing appointment this this afternoon that she couldn't make the show today. But that's okay because everyone else is here. Buzz is here. T Rex is here. Jody on hey. the show is here. Hi everybody. It's great to have you all at the same time for the very Hello. first time. Yeah. Thank so you for exciting. Thank you for joining me today, uh, so we can talk about this. Uh, this unbelievable historic event that we watched yesterday uh, unfold in the House Oversight Committee um, with uh, Michael Cohen and 
just some of the most explosive testimony that I think uh, we've seen since Watergate, probably since John Dean. I would imagine that it's been a a good long time since we all uh, witnessed something like that. Some of us firsthand, some of us in our history. Yeah, Buzz Buzz, Buzz has all the perspective here, don't you think? Buzz, was this... was this the most amazing bit of testimony that you've observed since uh, John Dean? Yeah, well, I think, and the sim- there are similarities despite the differences. Uh, uh, once again, a president's lawyer, different types of lawyer, different mm-hmm. circumstances, obviously. But once again, a president's lawyer has uh, brought dramatic testimony uh, yeah. to Congress. And in this case, uh, unlike, although, uh, although John Dean's testimony uh, pointed to evidence, uh, Michael Cohen actually brought evidence. Yeah. yeah. Big, big difference there. Yeah, and in fact, aren't they calling, the Democrats are now calling that evidence, especially that one check that Michael Cohen Uh presented, as being a smoking gun. As Here it is, here's a check that Donald Trump wrote and signed himself. Now, I mean, as far as that goes, um, as far as Donald Trump actually physically signing checks... Do we know for certain that that is an actual that he actually put pen to paper or a sharpie to paper and signed his ridiculous EKG signature on that check? Or because I know some some people have like an auto pen or some people have like a stamp. Stamps. Stamps. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember when I ran an animation studio, I had a I had a rubber stamp for my signature, so I didn't have to sign every piece of paper that came into the office that came into the studio. So, but it looks to me as if that was a a legitimate. That didn't have any markings that you would associate with being a stamp it looked like a straightaway signature don't you think he seems to legitimately enjoy just writing his name over and over (laughs) i think so i think there's some some ego involved in that and it does it does look like his he normally signs with a sharpie uh, yeah uh, you know and and uh, there are i've known cases uh, where people celebrities have people who are able to uh, duplicate their signature. Mm-hmm. They also have uh-huh. uh, machines uh, that uh-huh. that that do this that duplicate your signature. Yeah, yeah. But I, I you know, I, I used to do my boss's signature really well. I <laughs> totally stolen all. I of his money. when I was in high people. school, I used to be able to do my mom's signature very well, and you can imagine what I did with that. <laughs> Things that got me in a lot of trouble <laughs> with my teachers and my parents. Uh, <laughs> but suffice to say, uh, rather than getting into all of that, I mean, what we heard yesterday. <laughs> was among many things that we're going to be talking about as much as we can squeeze into the show today regarding uh, all of uh, the, the long laundry list of bombshells we got yesterday. I think one of the biggest things, obviously, and, and the thing, if I were to ask to summarize it almost in an elevator pitch, what the biggest thing was, I think the fact that we got out of Michael Cohen not only testimony but even potential evidence showing Uh that Trump allegedly committed tax fraud, insurance fraud, and bank fraud by inflating and contracting his assets uh, depending on what he needed to do, depending on what he he needed to get from uh, these various institutions. Obviously, he's going to deflate his assets when he's filing his tax returns. And along those lines, we found out that it's possible that he's been lying all along, and shocker, Donald Trump lied about something. Uh, but he's been lying all along about his taxes being uh, under audit. Apparently, they're not necessarily under audit. And one of the reasons Michael Cohen gave for Trump not releasing his tax returns is the fact that uh, he was afraid <laughs> that, uh, what, what, like uh, think tanks were going to get their hands on his tax returns and suddenly right, audit right, them right. themselves yes. and then report mm-hmm. back and say, Oh, my God. So, I mean, would you say of all the allegations that we heard yesterday that maybe the the tax evasion could be uh, one of the bigger ones? I mean, because obviously, you know, some of the things we've been following as far as like the Steele dossier details, some of those ended up, at least from Michael Cohen's point of view, getting debunked. But they were small, minor details. This in comparison. I mean, if there turns out to be what Donald Trump has been saying all along, and I don't think there will be, but. As it, if it turns out to be no collusion in the end, it doesn't matter to me, right? right? Because right. they're the, right. uh, these other mm-hmm. things. Well, I, I, somebody was saying on um, one of the Talking Head shows last night that ultimately when the history of this day is written that the Russia investigation may play a fairly small part and the Southern District of New York and its charges on taxes and fraud and bank fraud is going to be actually like – you know, they got Al Capone on taxes. Tax yeah, this evasion. is a yeah, RICO right. case. It's a RICO case completely. RICO. Yeah. It's a big bundle, a big bouquet of charges. And where <laughs> and, and where presidential pardons can be applied, state investigators are, are ready to pounce yep, as well. Exactly. And there's Congress. 
Yeah, I wonder is is a Rico case is that designed to encapsulate a whole series of conspiracies? Is that is that what a, a Rico case generally? Because I know Rico is used for obviously as the R in Rico stands for racketeering, racketeering, right? To go after mobsters and things like that because there are uh, all different uh, predicates covering all different areas of racketeering that could possibly come up in a, in a set of uh, charges or in an indictment. So um, is this something? I mean, because I know Malcolm Nance has been talking about RICO for some time now. Do you guys think that this is something that could actually happen in Trump's case? Because it seems like SDNY is moving in that direction, huh, Jody? It's it seems like it to me. I mean, it's just the banking alone and and money laundering he's been accused of and I think he's been doing. And I mean, mm. these are these are definitely mobby things. And I think that that, yeah, Rico is the strongest stuff that they've got. And as far as the collusion or conspiracy is concerned, the Roger Stone phone call. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh, it. Uh, Jody, I've been impressed by your understanding of legal matters. I've listened to you with Bob <laughs> and I'm I'm listening to you here. Uh, do you think uh, there's been some talk that SDNY uh, might have the cojones to actually indict a sitting president mm -hmm. despite Justice Department policy? Uh, do you have a gut feeling about that? I, you know, it, because this is so important, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think SDNY is terrified of doing that. And then you, uh -huh. you put it to the Supreme Court and say, hey, rule on this. I, I, there is nothing in the Constitution that prevents a sitting president from being indicted on anything. And this is super important. Right. This guy's got to go down and he's got to go down hard. Yeah. To me, it seems fundamentally undemocratic that yes. just because the guy's the president, the laws don't apply to him. Right. Whose idea was that? Is that a Nixon thing? I mean, this is ridiculous. This whole <laughs> idea of the uh, imperial executive. Men in who, power. Men in power in general. I, movie stars, uh, uh -huh. you know, NFL team owners. Uh, anybody in a position of wealth or power or fame, uh, it gets it's very heady up there. Yeah, and uh, they they believe they can get away with with anything. We see it all the time in all of those professions and more. Mm -hmm. And on the subject of smoking gun, I that, that really stuck in my mind. Yeah, in, in my mind, there's been gun smoke in the room since yeah. <laughs> just about the day he took office. Yeah, uh, it's so been like a veteran's funeral, more like I mean, <laughs> twenty one guns, like just yeah, all we're, firing we're at fighting. Once. So we're talking about could this be the thing that brings him down? Could this be the thing you, you know what i mean i think collectively i think what we're doing now is picking up fingerprints and bullet fragments yeah. uh at, at this point in the room that's filled with gun smoke <laughs> right. uh, the gun can't if there if there even needs to be a gun it it can't be far behind yeah right. yeah you know one of my big takeaways in, in watching all of this was the fact that this check was signed not before the election not right. leading up to election day but After the, the this, exactly right this right. check was signed possibly inside the oval office so i mean yes. it could actually be said yes. i mean we've all been covering republican politics for many many years now so i mean but you can legitimately say at this point that the trump gop is all about buying off porn stars in the Oval Office, hashtag family values. I think that's mm. that's a reasonable analysis to make, I think, uh, given the fact that, that Trump has basically destroyed almost everything the Republicans have been running on for mm -hmm. some time now, and yet they just don't realize it. And to see yeah, those... Yeah, don't get happy, because Fox News is going to be there to yeah. bandage the wounds as oh, soon yeah. as he's amputated. <clears throat> yeah. For the people who watch, who I think uh, are, you know, are increasingly of less political concern. Exactly. I, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. He's going to have... Uh, you know, and I talked about this in my newscast today. The Republican strategy and the Trump strategy, which is Bob, as mentioned before, are one and the same now. Yeah. Uh, the strategy is to uh, make Democrats look insanely liberal mm -hmm. and uh, to do it with falsehoods. That's yeah. those are the two tenets of the GOP and Trump approach in in uh, the, the coming time. And they have uh, Fox News to back them up. And Trump has the fattest uh, war chest. Uh, let's call it that. Uh, he has the he has the fattest uh, campaign war chest by I think double what uh, Elizabeth Warren has. So uh, you know it's it, it, the odds are the the what we're up against here is formidable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the odds are at this point vastly in our favor. Yeah. One I mean, of the yeah. things that made irony want to stick its head in the oven yesterday <laughs> uh, was all those guys from the Republican house yelling at, you know, 
Yeah. Michael Cohen for being this terrible, corrupt liar who you can't believe a word he says. And then yeah. until six months ago, or however long June was. June, yeah. In Trump yeah. years, it was nine, ten <laughs> generations. Yeah. Um, but he was the deputy financial chair of the yes. of the Republican yes. Party. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is uh, certainly I don't believe that uh, the Republicans are going to abandon Trump at any point in time. And in fact, the, the behavior of the oversight Republicans yesterday uh, was a clear indication of that, that they have permanently glued themselves to Trump's ass. I mean, literally like that guy, awful. that guy in the old super glue yeah. commercial with the hard hat clinging to the uh, steel girder just yes. by using super glue. <laughs> That's the entire Republican Party hanging off of Trump's ass right now. And they will never let go. They are going to be dragged down with this gigantic orange Titanic. It is it is right. And, right. and let me point out the irony, if I may, as much as it's uh, T-Rex enjoys irony. Um, <laughs> Uh, the irony here is if they're using... I can't uh, iron with these little arms. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if the Republican and, and Trumpian strategy is to make uh, Democrats look radical and crazy, and if they're going to do it by yelling radical and crazy things, yeah. then <laughs> in the end, who looks radical and crazy? Right, uh, right. It's almost better not to respond to some of that stuff. Well, I, not- just, I felt like there should have been a content warning yesterday yeah. for the wet, <laughs> sloppy tongue bath yeah. that Jim Jordan was giving the president. I mean, oh. it was just gross. It was like, I mean... Like talk about like under lickspittle in the dictionary is a picture of Jim Jordan. It was just so gross. And I mean, ugh. are we are we hearing news stories coming down like kicker stories about people going up to other people and licking them on the face and then getting in yeah, trouble? Yeah, what for is that? going on with that? That's yeah. really creepy and weird. Well, it was really uh, Jim Jordan and and uh, Mark Meadows were loving it yesterday, just licking <laughs> the hell out of Trump's face. And what what was amazing to watch about that? And by amazing, I mean. Uh, disgusting and d- horrifying. Dis- disgusting, right, and <laughs> and just abundantly stupid was their entire line of attack. I mean, at some point, yes. someone said to go. them, hey, you know, to be a great idea, let's just be Donald Trump today. Why don't we do right. the stupid things that Donald Trump does on Twitter, but we're going to do it in live action, in real time, on national television. Uh, I don't know if all the networks broke in with the hearings, but uh, certainly it was all over cable news, and everyone was glued to their, uh, their computers and their handheld devices and so on to watch this stuff. And yet here are the oversight Republicans going after Michael Cohen for being a liar, not even realizing that they're diverting attention to the fact that Michael Cohen lied when he said Trump was innocent. I mean, that is the most amazingly stupid strategy I've seen in action on television. I'm so glad you you pointed that out because that that was one of the things that struck me yesterday. Mm -hmm. Also, I was struck by just what you guys were talking about, but maybe a, a little different take on it, and that is that it was clear uh, as the parties alternated turns asking questions mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, the Democrats were calmly asking questions of substance, mm-hmm. questions about uh, things for which we need answers. Yeah, uh, the Republicans didn't ask questions mm-hmm. so much. They just kept repeating a mantra they'd clearly agreed upon before going into that hearing uh, to a person uh, mm-hmm. to uh, do nothing in their five minutes, but to attack Michael Cohen's credibility. They didn't ask or address anything except that. And the contrast was stark and uh, impossible not to notice. Yeah, in fact, I don't think there was a single mention by the oversight Republicans um, of the name Donald Trump. I don't think they've ever... And yeah, they didn't mention his name once. Not was, once. They, was, they referred to him as the president, but they never uh, mentioned his name. Right. Absolutely staggering. They didn't take a single second to say, hey, you know what? Here's the other side to this particular accusation. Not, not once did they go there. Instead, it's all like... And literally... And I underscore literally in the literal sense, <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire was on a yes. giant poster on yeah. an easel in the oversight room and uh, spoken into the record. Uh-huh. Un- Unbelievable. I mean, what was next? I said to Frank Conniff on the interview sh- yesterday, I was expecting wet willies and purple nurples to happen next. I mean, <laughs> right, are right, we supposed right. to take these guys seriously? And they're saying yeah. their whole theme is liar, liar, pants on fire. They know their well, base. Well, there was that guy, what's, is he from South Carolina who had the vest, 
that looked like it was actually trying to stand away from his body to get away from the stupid play <laughs> something or other. Like, he's just yeah. like, well, I didn't write, uh, know who you were till today. Yeah. I mean, and then, like, and then AOC comes in and in under three minutes, like, drills down to multiple felonies. Just yeah. like zip zap. You know? Oh, hate, haters. The- I hope the haters and the critics of AOC watch that Q&A when she, when her turn finally came around to the end of the proceedings yeah. yesterday. Because I was, and I, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll admit, I have been a little bit skeptical as to whether or not she's ready to step up and 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 play with the grownups. And she is, and she Newcomer. is. And yesterday yeah. that yeah. proved it. I mean, she had yeah. the most salient, the most appropriate, and the the uh, the sharpest series of questions for Michael Cohen of the entire thing. And that's not and to because, put that- and, be- and because she was so efficient, she got a lot of them in. Yeah, exactly yeah. Well, right. She didn't waste any time speechifying, which is right. something it's about. Right. And this is something that I've been hearing people say since then on Twitter, just in terms of like all these people who have been like in the Kavanaugh hearings and stuff. The Democrats were like, "Why aren't they asking this, the pertinent questions? Why yeah. you know?" And we were supposed to sit back and go, "Well, they must know what they're doing," <laughs> yeah. you know. But they like probably are only tangentially following the news. Sadly, <laughs> right, a lot of right. them. And, yeah. yeah. But you watch someone like AOC who doesn't need TV to mm-hmm. reach her constituents because she's coming to people through social media and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she didn't have to get up there and explain. Because like a lot of people were seeing their Congress critter in action for the first time <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. yesterday. And so she like I just I was really impressed. I thought she was prosecutorial. I thought she just yes. drilled right down to the facts and was like, did he do this? Yes. Did he do this? Yes. Did he show any regard for the law? No. You know, mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, I mean, in fact, all of them though. I mean, Rashida Tlaib, she mm-hmm. just completely, I mean, uh, the, uh, the whole Mark Meadows thing, I was going to wait till later in the show to talk about that. <laughs> Mark Meadows, yeah. The, the uh, totally not there. a racist racist, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, and well, let's start at the very beginning. I mean, Cummings hadn't even completed opening, convening the, the hearing when Mark Meadows was yeah. the first to try to derail it, to try to get the hearing postponed. It mm-hmm. was a dramatic moment. I was getting a phone call at the time. So I said, no, everybody back. And I, I got to watch this. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on here, too. It's like, oh, my God, everybody shut up. I, this is amazing that this, we're observing all of this. But, you know, going back to uh, AOC real quick, um, because this is kind of remarkable. I, I peered in on broader wing nuttia this morning. I checked out some usual Facebook pages, Chicks on the Right and some of the other screechers, Charlie. Kirk Separate. and Candace Owens. And, you are. That's, uh, you, yeah, you're doing it for the rest uh, of us. Thanks, I, I just have so much fun uh, trolling those people. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, not a single word about AOC, because normally AOC has been kind of their lightning rod, basically distracting right. attention away from Democratic leadership in the House side especially. And not a word. It was crickets chirping all across the board because they had nothing to say and so if her goal was to acquit herself and to actually to step up and prove her critics wrong boy a home run right there you're right but that's not necessarily permanent and yeah remember uh, russia while not interfering with social media as much as it did <laughs> still does every time as i, I said uh, a, a cop kills a rapper uh, a, a neo-nazi march occurs in the united states yeah a- anytime something hot button like that happens uh, the russians are there to troll and to, and to fire people up so yeah. they will again attack aoc even if they wait a few days yeah you know i, I, I don't think conservative guys will be able to i mean she really is crack yeah. I mean, yeah. she is like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. they're just like, right. I hate her so much with right. her bright, shiny, silky hair and her perfect <laughs> lips. Yeah. She's just horrible. Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about her, you know? And I just, I, I think that they'll be back. Yeah. yeah. You know, they just think it's, God, I hope they don't. Because, you know, the thing I said a couple shows ago that they're doing her PR, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, Tucker Carlson is giving her the kind of PR that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. Because every time he starts freaking out, you know, about her terrifying agenda of common sense ideas, uh-huh. <laughs> another angel gets its wings, you know? It's <laughs> like, somebody, like, hears that and goes, I, I you know, be, I'm going to get old eventually, and care for the elderly seems kind of cool, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I hope they don't cop to that. I hope that they don't actually look in the mirror at some point and go, wait a minute, we're actually making her a huge star. Like, please, 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 don't let that resentment run dry, because we need it. Yeah. There's nothing, David, I would like to see happen more than the end of the Fox News Channel. And yeah. uh, while that possibility is remote, it's not 
it's still a possibility. It is still a especially considering a, a, a possible Hannity involvement in the Russia thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the fact that it it may lose its credibility yeah. with everything that's about to happen. Yes, uh, the hardcores will always be with them. We should. We have reason to hate Fox News Channel. We have reason to hope it will go away. But we also have reason to think that it may be less influential now and in the immediate couple of years to come. Yeah. Let me ask I you, think- I have a question. Actually, I have a question for Jody, um, specific to this uh, idea that Donald Trump didn't expect to win, but he <laughs> still wanted to win. And this seemed, to yeah. conf- this seemed to confuse a lot of people on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Like Chris Hayes is like, I don't understand how those things go together. But they don't. They're not contradictory things. You can, not at all. You can have a, an intense desire to win, don't you think? And right. still not expect to win. Right. Yes. I, think, I think that's it. I think he wanted to win, but he didn't want to be president. Mm-hmm. He fact, just wanted to win the contest. That's what he wanted to win and then walk away. And he couldn't do both of those things. Exactly. I mean, his brand is all about that. It's all about the self-aggrandizing. The, the, the fact that he would tell Cohen repeatedly, repeatedly, yeah. that this is the greatest infomercial of all time, right. that it was really about his business, if that doesn't tell you uh, the level of sincerity in Donald Trump as he ran for president, nothing yep. nothing capsulizes mm-hmm. it better. Yeah. In yeah. fact, he said uh, yesterday, uh, Michael Cohen said, Mr. Trump's desire to win would have him work with anyone. And, right. the, here's, yeah. you know, and here's something that we, we don't want to miss, too, which is yeah. that I was... And I've been obviously a critic going back to 2016 of of Michael Cohen, and especially when he was, uh, you know, a Trump lapdog, and he was uh, marching around on cable news saying this, says who? that that whole bit and everything. And so I've always been hypercritical of him as a weasel, but I was actually quite impressed. I mean, speaking of people who were impressed by yesterday. Michael Cohen was thoroughly credible. I mean, for a guy who mm-hmm. probably got very little sleep and was under a tremendous amount of stress and pressure, he right. acquitted himself quite well. I mean, I thought he was sharp. I thought he had concise answers. Yes. He seemed, humble. yeah, humble, honest, mm-hmm. contrite. I thought, and mm-hmm. contrite was a was a pretty big deal too, because this guy's got it nothing left. Yeah, he's got nothing else to lose <laughs> at this point. He's got right. nothing to lose, so therefore, there's no reason to continue to dig a hole of of lies and deceit. People, yeah, p- people, especially uh, Democrats uh, who hated him, wanted to hug him at the end mm-hmm. of that hearing. Uh, there were so many. I emotions. wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might give him a little hug. Hang in there, buddy. Thanks yeah. for the help. Yeah, I uh, because he is David. Don't Providing. drop the soap. Tremendous, <laughs> tremendous help. Stormy Daniels is the classiest person involved in all of this. <laughs> yeah, and that's isn't that saying something? It yeah. does say a lot. She was what she said about Michael Cohen in her tweet yesterday was incredibly generous to him. What did you, what did she say? Classy. I didn't see that. What did oh, she say? I have it here. Oh, great, great. Because um, it wasn't for wrote, her, I think a lot of these things never would have come to light if it hadn't been for Stormy exactly. Daniels, Karen McDougal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, she she wrote, Michael, I'm proud of you for finally beginning to tell the truth about what you did and trying to repair some of the harm you've caused. I can hear the pain and regret you feel for betraying your family and yep. your country. My heart goes out to you and your family. That's Interesting, yeah. the classiest thing she could have done, and, and, and she is the classiest person. If you think of everybody that's been involved in all of this, she's got I, the most class. I, I would like that to really, say... I, it almost mm. makes me want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and there were a couple of teary moments yesterday. Uh, the, the oh, two Elijah things, Cummings. Yes, well, oh, yeah. we get to that. The first one was, and, and I, you know, Cohen teared up a little bit uh, when he was talking about Melania, and I thought mm-hmm. that part of the hearing, yeah. and I don't know, is it because it's salacious somehow in my mind, or, or uh, you know, maybe it was the human quality of this. You're talking yeah, about the, the elevator tape, right? Uh, no, no, I'm talking, no, no, I'm talking about uh, the, the phone call. Uh, the, oh, the, having okay. to lie to her. Gotcha. Yeah, where, where Trump hands Cohen the phone uh, okay. to tell Melania that this is, uh, you know, all nothing, uh, when in fact Cohen knew that it, it wasn't. And and that was I thought that was an intensely emotional moment. And then yes, David, at the end uh, when Elijah Cummings was wrapping up with that powerful speech, the kind he gives uh, when he got to the part, you know, Cohen was emotional during that. Yeah. But when uh, Cummings got to the part where he talked about the treatment of new prisoners in federal prisons. Uh, when those new prisoners have been labeled as rats, as Cohen has been by this president. Yeah. And that reality, you saw the reality of what that life would be like for Michael Cohen, and you saw him wince, 
and and really, really fight to hold back tears after that. Yeah, you remember. Uh, in fact, it, it was, was all very powerful. There's a, uh, you know, <laughs> I always go back to this, but there's in, in in Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it only took me. It only took me a little while to get to the, a nerd thing. But uh, you know, in Batman v Superman, what Batman's mo is is instead of uh, killing these crooks, he brands them with his his bat symbol, so that when they go into prison, the other prisoners know that they that that prisoner was questioned by Batman and then released, which means he probably gave up some other criminal which then the other criminals would then either well in, in the case of the yeah, movie the see, other criminals that's not the bad that's not him. the guy that's not the guy i grew up reading about in the comic that's, book well, that is true but that's it's the same idea it's the same idea that labeling michael cohen a rat is the same yeah. as branding him with that bat right. symbol so that right. when he goes yeah. into prison he's going to be uh, a target and there's i mean it's basically that one tweet from donald trump know. might as well be tattooed on michael cohen's forehead from now on or don't at least for i don't debate. know if yeah. michael yeah. if donald trump hates you i think you might have an in with the black people in prison <laughs> yes <laughs> Latinos. yes you know yes. i think he might be kind of like i mean call me crazy but i think that's true if i was a black person in prison and i saw michael cohen and he was the person who brought down and- the biggest racist in the country you know, yeah. I'm not be nice. And, and don't underestimate Cohen's uh, ability to be tough. Uh, reference yeah. the what I'm going to do to you uh, mm-hmm. tapes, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and comments. Okay, so um, let's talk about uh, when Cohen was asked whether Trump attempted to influence his testimony during a meeting prior to his appearance before the House Intelligence Committee. <clears throat> Cohen said, it's difficult to answer because he doesn't tell you what he wants. What he does is, uh-huh. Michael, mm-hmm. there's no Russia, there's no collusion, there's no involvement, there's no interference. And what I interpreted that to be is uh, followed up by a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? right. Uh, I know what he means because I've been around him for so long, Michael Cohen said. And then Cohen also said that Jay Sekulow edited his remarks before that testimony, which means that there was, I mean, remember there was the, the big bombshell news story a couple of weeks ago, and the one that was almost uh, debunked within, uh, I don't know, five, six hours, uh, but it was looking like something that even the Republicans weren't going to be able to uh, defend against, which was that the allegation was that Donald Trump asked Michael Cohen to lie before the uh, Intelligence Committee, and uh, it turned out to not be true, but this this looks like it's actually what the story was intended to be. This looks like it's the subornation of perjury right here, which is that Donald Trump Sekulow. was giving a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing. And then Jay Sekulow was editing Michael Cohen's remarks so that they all were, were operating using the same set of lies, basically. Right. So it and seems to me, I awfully mean, awfully conspiracy like. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> and but. But hey, kids! I think the good news here is Robert Mueller knows all that. Uh, yeah, uh, he knows about the inducements that have been offered by mm-hmm. uh, the Trump administration, by the Trump legal team, uh, for those who would protect the president, and he, he knows about the threats that have been made against those who would testify against the president. Yeah, and that is all part of the witness tampering. Uh, obstruction of justice part of the case. Uh, and, and, and just to, if in case we're going to get to them or, or the other topics that I came up with were uh, we learned about the Trump Tower meeting. We learned yes. that, that Trump apparently knew about that in advance. We suspected it all along. This was the first testimony yeah. under oath by a man who had no reason to lie and every reason to tell the truth. Uh, the WikiLeaks, uh, advanced knowledge of the WikiLeaks. We suspected mm-hmm. that, but now we have sworn testimony to that effect. Yeah. We learned about the the racism, which, again, we knew about, but uh, this was the first testimony about something that really is uh, more to the character uh, of the president. And we learned that there is an additional investigation underway in the Southern District of New York, a, a criminal investigation into the president uh, about which Michael Cohen cannot talk yeah and and he says it's nothing that they had talked about in the meeting that day which means it isn't about the inauguration it isn't about it isn't about anything they asked about yesterday yeah it's and it isn't about anything Mueller is doing this is sdny right so what the heck is this new investigation so uh, i've seen a lot of people say well nothing really came out of Yesterday's meeting. I've also heard, heard people what? say, "I've, heard, I've, yes, it's true. <laughs> oh yeah, you know they're out there. Even so-called moderates are saying, well, you know, there really wasn't, eh, it wasn't that big a deal.' Mm-hmm. I, I kind of my brain bleed. Oh, well, yeah. uh, maybe this, maybe this will soothe it because I'm also reading 
that uh, you may as well consider this the first in a series. In exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I wonder what that is. I wonder what that other investigation is. And I think we we have some clues along those lines because it seems like SDNY is all about the financial crime. So there could be Mm -hmm. it it could be just about anything. And some of the things we've we've talked about. Yeah, it is thought to be about the Trump organization. I fail to say that they've been laundering Russian money like a Kenmore. Yes, yes. I think that's what it's going to ultimately be. Yeah, you know what? I really hope that's it. I hope it's the money laundering because that's the one thing we haven't heard anything about uh, when it comes to the uh, the Mueller investigation in particular. I mean, there has been some talk of Paul Manafort and money laundering, but there hasn't really been any um, any real kind of smoking gun articles, any bombshells along those lines regarding Donald Trump or Donald Trump Jr. and, and money laundering and some of the stuff that quite honestly, and, and remember, I think uh, didn't Michael Cohen mention the aluminum, I want to say it's the aluminum, no, the fertilizer king yesterday, right. Rebolalev. He was talking uh-huh. about Rebolalev, and, and that's the guy. I, I think that's the pronunciation of his name. It's a lot no. Of- I'm only laughing just because it's like we know these, like you know, these Russian people now. Like we know villains <laughs> from Batman. You know, like, yes, they really the are. Aluminum right? guy. There's yeah. Garrett Pasca and yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Rogues Gallery. It's but the I mean, fertilizer man. That guy came up, and so that made me think. Oh, look, uh, we're talking. We're going to suddenly start talking about that uh, that Palm Beach property that mm-hmm. Donald Trump sold to that guy at a huge markup even though he never yeah. ended up occupying it and it was ridden and infested with mold and mildew and everything like that so and that would look like an obvious money laundering uh centerpiece right there and mm-hmm. so uh i wonder if maybe that's it uh, i'm glad uh, i'm glad you brought that up buzz because that's and it. i i love it when old things like that resurface you know you'll be yeah. tooling along or i am with the, the news and and uh, some suddenly uh the seychelles <laughs> islands will come up again go, oh god i remember writing about that uh 11 months ago yeah. you, know, you know so it, it you it, some of these things resurface and and I, I hopefully like a good movie or story it'll all tie together yeah uh, but it is it is massive and widespread which is one of the things that makes it certainly substantially different than Watergate again I you know, I, I hope there's a considerable paper trail of all of these allegations that Michael Cohen dropped yesterday and he's got some uh, items to back himself up he, but he also named names so yeah. he gave uh, house investigators a lot of clues to follow yeah exactly and and one of the things that I would like to see evidence of um, because this would be a pretty big deal I think that Cohen confirmed yesterday that he hired someone at the behest mm-hmm. of Donald Trump to rig online presidential polls for Trump right. Going back to 2014. Right. And again, the, the Trump actually asked him to do this. Now, the key ingredient here, one of the reasons I played the, the Godfather Part 2 clip at the top of the show, is that there is no, and this kind of goes back to uh, what we were just discussing with regard to the uh, the testimony before uh, Michael Cohen ended up perjuring himself in, in, in Congress, is that none of this stuff is asked directly using direct language. So there's never going to be any right. occasion, and I never believed there was any single occasion in which Donald Trump, this leprechaun gangster, uh, you know, like... Why? Yeah, like there's actually never, saying, please. Be, yeah, there's never going to be a case in which Trump is asking Cohen, okay, you go into Congress and you lie for me. He's never going to use that language. They use or like a mimeograph piece of paper that says, hey, Vlad, let's collude. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, anyone X- who's XO, seen. XOXO. Right. XOXO kisses. Exactly. And anyone who's seen like an episode of The Sopranos or a, a, a mafia movie or mafia uh-huh. TV series, we all know the language. We all know what they do. They use coded language, they use drop phones. They use pay phones. This shit gets done in a way that, you know, while they may be stupid, they're not bright guys and things got out of hand. While that may be true, they know the lingo. They know at least how to kind of sort of cover their asses, don't they? I think I think Ray Liotta's opening line to the movie Goodfellas applies to Donald Trump. For as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah, that's the, one of the, the big picture things that I've been seeing in all of this is a bunch of white guys who have zero connection whatsoever to Sicily or uh, actual <laughs> mafia guy. I mean, other than business right. dealings, but not a single one of them are actually Italian mobsters. But yet they're so obsessed with acting that way they dye their hair black yeah exactly it was like you know it was back when the sopranos was on and you'd go into the like the water cooler room and the whitest guy in the building is standing there talking about oh forget about it bada bing bada boom and you just you just want to smack them oh shut up it's not these are these are sociopaths who murder
murder people for money. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not yeah. heroes. It's uh, like that girl in your junior year who went to England for like two weeks during the summer and is st- still insisting on calling the bathroom the loo. <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. So, uh, meanwhile, Cohen repeated that on either July 18th or 19th of 2016 that Roger Stone called Donald Trump, and and Buzz mentioned this just a second ago, but let's Uh dig into a discussion about it. Roger Stone called Trump and told him on speakerphone like an idiot that he had just finished a call with Julian Assange, who said there would be a massive dump of Hillary's emails or DNC emails that would severely hurt the Clinton campaign. And then, of course, the leaked DNC emails were published on July 22nd, just a couple of days later, right. uh, in between Can the I two conventions. Can oh, go I ahead, have David. a moratorium on putting the words Roger Stone and Massive Dump in a sentence together <laughs> ever again? Yes. Seconded. I will second that one. That is a new show rule. No mentioning Roger Stone and Massive Dump in the same equation. Although I imagine the air retina. Yeah, I think they're going to have to replace all of the plumbing on Air Force One after this past trip. So uh, speaking of taking massive dumps, I I wouldn't want to be near the Trump Tower plumbing or uh, the Air Force One plumbing. It's been a bad week for Trump. I mean, oh, my gosh. You know, the the emergency order voted down. Uh, The the Cohen testimony, uh, the total, complete failure in uh, Korea or in Vietnam. Oh, and I strongly suggest you guys look for the North Korean press conference where they asked Trump in front of (laughs) Kim about Cohen and Kim just Kim Jong-un just busts out the biggest grin like (laughs) he could not be happier. He looks like someone just handed him like a bottle of cognac and a plated cigars yeah it's just like grinning like a goat eating briars well there's just there's so much to get into as far as that goes i want to i want to save that for the post-mortem show but we are definitely going to dig into what happened with north korea because that is you want to talk about a massive uh foobar clusterfuck whatever you want to call i mean oh my god has donald trump fucked things up as far as our uh our dealings with North Korea. What a goddamn mess that is. So we'll get into yes. that in just a few minutes here. But meanwhile, uh, uh, Cohen said that uh, uh, Trump knew that Roger Stone was communicating with WikiLeaks during the 2016 right. election and therefore had advanced knowledge that WikiLeaks planned to publish these documents. And it seems to me as if there it is. It's like the John Oliver moment. We got him. I mean, we got him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, We've it, got him. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, it just seems like this is, this is what collusion is all about. This is why mm-hmm. they had advanced knowledge of the fact that Russia, uh, at least via WikiLeaks, they at least knew that much, that it was WikiLeaks, uh, was going to dump these documents that were stolen by the, <laughs> by the Russian military intelligence agency and handed over to Julian Assange to dump into the election as a way to influence the outcome, in one of many ways, in fact. But the fact that Donald Trump knew about it in advance, plus you combine that with things like the Psy Group meeting and Donald Trump Jr. there, Trump Tower in August of 2016, Mm -hmm. plus the infamous Trump Tower meeting with Paul Manafort and uh, Jared Kushner and Donald Trump Jr. I mean, there are so many examples of what we would all consider to be conspiracy slash collusion slash coordination, whatever C word you want to add in there. The the room is filled with gun smoke from, I mean, Mm -hmm. like I said at the top, a myriad of things. And yes, there are fingerprints and bullet fragments and blood stains. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot here to take in, a lot to examine. Any one thing, any combination of things or the aggregate of all things uh, will bring yeah. down this president. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, let, here's a this blood stains and chalk outlines on the floor and guts <laughs> hanging Luminol out. Lighting it's, up everywhere. Yeah, I watch too much CSI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here, this is germane to this, uh, this prong of the conversation, which is that how is Roger Stone still at large? I mean, my God. I, know. I mean, he <laughs> violated his gag order, what, twice yesterday? You ever been fishing? Yeah. You ever been fishing? You, you let the fish out a little bit, then you pull it in? You ever do that? <laughs> Yeah. Because I mean, that's maybe, I don't know. Mueller is very, very clever. Do not underestimate or him or or the prosecutors of the Southern District who did bring down Al Capone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just don't underestimate uh, the, the, 
the clever little games they play on the, on behalf of law and justice. Well, I certainly hope that uh, Amy Berman Jackson, the, the judge in this case, uh, received a link to BuzzFeed News where Roger Stone is blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. I mean, I never thought. I mean, I I, I know what Roger Stone I'm is all about. I'm shocked he lasted that long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think we all know <laughs> what Roger Stone is all about and how he operates. I never thought so that she. he would be dumb enough to actually uh, first violate, because there was a mild gag order originally applied, I believe, and then there was a second one applied after he threatened Amy Bourbon Jackson with crosshairs on Instagram, and now he's done it again. She gave him a lot of leash. Uh, Judge Bourbon Jackson gave him a lot of leash because uh, she had done so originally for Paul Manafort. And, and of course, Manafort screwed that up. Uh, And and I think she had a pretty good idea of how Roger Stone was going to behave. It started with his uh, on the steps of the courthouse uh, news conference the day that he was arrested. She said no more of that. And that was essentially no more news conferences by you or your lawyers anywhere on or near the courthouse. And that was the original gag order. And then, uh, like you said, there was the tweet and the... The target and meow, kitty. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's oh, that's all right. Mine are mine are locked out. We're all but, crazy uh, cat people. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we are. We are. But, you can uh, tell. Yeah, but but yeah. So she went easy on in him because she had with Manafort, and then and then uh, Stone screwed that up. Uh, she, uh, Judge Jackson knows what's going on here, yeah. uh, and she will pounce when she's ready. Uh, she can obviously make uh, she could put him in jail yeah. as she I could wish have she done. Would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she slash she, his ugly hyena-shaped well, head in jail. I think you and I and Judge Jackson can all put our money on. She probably will yeah. because Stone keeps pushing those buttons. He can't help himself. Oh God, he's so it is good. It's compulsive. It's really these people yeah. are bizarre. Yeah. Yes, in they that are. like they're given like you know a very simple set of instructions. Like, do not witness tamper, you know, and they just they do can't not, do not congratulate. Yes, hey, hey yeah. who knows if if uh, Amy... like Matt Gates, like that guy. I mean, yeah. Can we just? I need to like. Can we please all come together, like Republican and Democrat, and everyone no. all unite under no. his name shall forth henceforth be no. Representative Chucklefuck. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, did you yeah. see yesterday? Nah. He was yeah. he was standing yeah. in the wings, just like mm-hmm. staring down Michael Cohen throughout the entire. No, he, tried to, he tried to get him to let him sit on the committee. Just the Democrats were like, the Republicans were like, we're going to let him sit in for like 15 minutes. And the yeah. Democrats were like, no, <laughs> he's not on the committee. And he threatened a witness. Right. It's not, you know, he's that's like, why they wanted, that's why they wanted him there to intimidate Cohen. Yep. That's right. So how about this moment when Cohen claimed that Trump asked him to threaten people? I, this is such an amazing exchange where I was like, is it, was it 50 times? No. No. More than that. Was it a yeah. uh, hundred times? No, it was more, more. than that. Uh, was it two hundred times? No, way more than that. Five hundred times? Yeah, maybe a little more than five hundred times. So five hundred yeah. times he was asked yeah. to Ten threaten years. people by Donald Trump. Donald Trump asked Michael Cohen to threaten other people over the course of a decade, probably five hundred different times or 500 mm-hmm. different individual people so there may have been more that's one a week that's one a week yeah, yeah it's yeah. one a week jody and i years. jody and i tied in the math we race did in the math so, <laughs> oh my god i'm, I'm impressed just, you even tried <laughs> i am just uh staggered at the math prowess here because uh, i am just so terrible at all of that um, but yeah, including I mean, we go. The people he threatened are like the College Board. Yes, I mean, we, right. I, I, I really want to see those SATs. <laughs> Glad you brought it up. Oh yeah. man, yeah. I think someday they will be released, David. I yeah. think that you know that that was simply a threat from a guy who may be in prison, and I think schools at some point will, for the sake of historians. Release that information. By the way, we have not yet, and I haven't looked at Twitter over the course of this show, obviously, but we have not heard from Donald Trump yet, have we, after yesterday? I think so. I had this weird premonition last night that he was just going to go absolutely bananas. I mean, I, you know. I, he, I, oh, I think he will. Yeah. I, I think he's jet lagged. I think he's, he's tired. totally yeah. bummed about uh, the Korea trip, yeah. uh, the Vietnam trip. Yeah, he's fussy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go down for it now. He's overtired. <laughs> Right. Oh my God! Just Need stuff, some executive time. Stuffing his face with hamburgers and not getting enough sleep. And oh my God, I can't even imagine. But yeah, I mean, it, it, he didn't even tweet about it, which indicates to me that he's so infuriated that he can't even bring himself to put it in tweet form. That he, the, like it's, I he imagine will. like a heads will roll kind of 
uh, attitude happening right now uh, surrounding the president, where he is just out for blood at this point. Who was it said? It, it may have been Scott Dworkin. I, I hate to do this sometimes. Or, oh, maybe it was T Pain. Someone on Twitter was saying, mm-hmm. "We so far we have seen Donald Trump when he's cornered." Now we're going to see Donald Trump when he's wounded, which yeah. could, you know, if we've all, if any of you have experienced a wounded animal, that's when they you, be the nicest animal in the world, but you go, you reach down to help them and they'll bite your hand off. Absolutely. I, we should be aware of that, but they can also be weakened. And I think he returns to the U.S. a weakened president. Yeah. Failed in, in uh, Vietnam with the uh, Kim negotiations, failed with his emergency order, and it's going to continue that way. I hope uh, he gets stopped at the border and detained and separated from his family. <laughs> <laughs> just, just separated, period. Yeah. But to me, the, one of the scariest things about yesterday was when Cohen talked about how he doesn't think there will be a peaceful transition of power if oh, Trump yeah. loses the 2020 wow. election. Wow. That was a big, that's a BFD. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, this is mean, a scary moment. I mean, you know, again, it could Bob's be... predicted it from the beginning. Yeah, but I got to ask, like, who's he gonna, who's gonna fight for him? I mean, is he gonna get a bunch of those like a people few. on their mobility scooters from the rallies <laughs> to come up there and surround the White House? Well, yeah, I mean, the military could... is gonna go with the Speaker of the House. I think uh, the military is gonna yeah. go with the rule of law. So, well, yeah, I think what's gonna happen is he's obviously gonna start loosening the ground for something like that. If if he goes that far, and again, there's not really any indication at this point that he's gonna go that far, but he definitely has. Has the potential to do so and i think what he's, he's got to do for- he's, i was just gonna say he's weakened and he's going to continue to get weaker yeah exactly right and what he's going to do is he's going to soften the ground with his supporters and of course that means his red hats and his supporters on the hill by uh-huh. creating some pretext for why the election is going to be fraudulently uh, uh conducted yeah. and why yeah. if the democrat wins uh, why that Democrat ended up winning. Is it going to be, oh, they're the real colluders. They've been getting help right. from such and such, and they're cheating, and so we have to redo mm-hmm. this election. We have to call for a new election. And, he likes to play the hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I don't know at what point, because obviously we haven't seen that line yet, because I, I really don't think some days that there is a bottom with Donald Trump. But no. I, 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 I don't no. think we've seen that line where the Republicans have said, Okay, you do not cross this line, and when you do cross this line, we are going to stand up to you. We just have no indication that that will ever, ever happen. So that's, I mean, Michael Cohen's warning yesterday could be something that we are going to be watching over and over again um, after, what is it, November 3rd, 2020, when the election is. We could be seeing that coming back to bite us over and over again after that election takes place if the Democrat ends up winning and if Donald Trump decides to pull what I would consider to be obviously an unprecedented nuclear option when it came to a president in a re-election uh, situation and losing at that. But see, ultimately, I think he's so lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really source. lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't be a lazy authoritarian. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing you can say about the Nazis, they were very organized, mm-hmm. you know, and they true. were very, like, they were not lazy people. They he's took a, a lot of speed. And, like, he's just, like, he's <laughs> mentally and physically lazy. And in order to, like, mount a coup yeah that's like you have to be on your guard 24 7 you have to be like watching for knives in your back constantly (laughs) it just it seems like a lot more work than he's going to want to do i could see him like after the election if he were to if he goes that far and we have him in the election and he doesn't win he just walks out of the white house the next day he doesn't even stick around the last two months (laughs) that's actually you know what only to be arrested yeah exactly right but But i mean I mean, remember that the office of the presidency is the only thing protecting him right now. I mean, he's got, even he, that is a little shaky now. Right. Exactly right. So, I mean, well, Eric he, Holder, did you see his tweet about? Yes. About like, a uh, sitting president can be indicted. Right. Yeah. That's Every true. Every person in this country should be beholden to laws. Right. Yeah. Right. No one above it. Especially yeah. the president. Yeah, exactly right. Well, you know, uh, Jody, it, it's funny. Um, we're talking about what the line is for the Republicans. At what point will they turn against Donald Trump? Well, obviously, mm-hmm. yesterday wasn't it because Fox News no. Channel, their lead story, and, and Jody posted this on her Facebook page, so I'm mentioning <laughs> it, but this is so funny. Fox News' lead story yesterday during this bombshell testimony going on was, <laughs> this is the actual headline, Tennessee man accused of dipping testicles in customer's salsa. That is the actual <laughs> FoxNews.com headline 
yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon during one of the most historic days in political history. <laughs> There's no you way know, they're going to... I think gonna... Buzz has a point when he said yeah. earlier that Fox can be weakened. And I think their hegemony on that right-wing information flow has cracked. I mean, I yeah. think mm. Breitbart undermined them, but mm. then Breitbart collapsed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... I mean, what's rising up to take it... Has risen up to take its place, do you think? And uh, well, uh, you, what's the uh, gosh, Sinclair? I can't, thank you, thank Sinclair, you, Jimmy yeah. Sinclair. Absolutely, yeah. Be be very fearful and watchful of them. Their methods are more insidious in that yeah. they're overtaking local TV stations and making it look like hometown views when really it, it comes from uh, it comes from the Koch brothers. Yeah. Ultimately, that, that at least that line of thinking. And you know, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, and and Bob's pointed out that the Fox News Channel is especially in prime time an entertainment channel, and it will always right. have an audience for that. And as I've said to Bob many times, fifteen percent of America is insane. Yeah. And we'll always <laughs> cling to that sort of thing. So we're never going to get them back, but they're a small enough uh, minority to be manageable. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I really, I, politically, I think so. I mean, again, I think the overall uh, big picture takeaway of this particular day in, in history that took place yesterday is that, uh, yeah, Donald Trump is a profoundly wounded president right now, who, by the way, I just want to add, had zero political capital coming out of the midterms. I mean, he was already running on... That was one. Yeah, exactly. Already running on fumes with political capital out of the midterms, having lost 40-plus seats now. And now with with North Carolina, there could be another seat that they end up losing. And so uh, there's that already. And now... Somehow these guys have to defend him. And if you've all have seen some of the tweets that have been coming down from CPAC, which started today, it's all post-birth abortion murders. I know. What is that? Or post-birth murders. That has literally never happened. That never happens. I can tell you right now. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, when it hap- if, it, if it happens and there are infants who are murdered, that is actually a thing. That's against the law. It, it is if against the law. you kill someone who's alive, that's murder. It's already so against the law. It's, it's covered, yes. Only Department of Homeland Security is allowed to do that and only to murder <laughs> That's children. true. Yeah. No, that's right. so yeah. true. Well, to me, uh, beyond just the particulars of whether that's even a thing, whether or not we should be concerned about you know women and doctors murdering babies in their cribs beyond that we can take away this which is that uh, this is an indication of how brutally desperate they are because mm-hmm. oh, they yeah. know yeah. they have got I mean we just spent got an, nothing else we yeah I mean we, we just spent a whole hour talking about things that any single one of those items, could absolutely spell doom in normal times for any politician, including the president of the United States. And so, they were like, how do we how do we circumnavigate this shit? How do we wind our way through this swamp of insanity? And all they can think of is, well, I guess we got to go back to women murdering babies. I guess we got to do the baby killer thing now because yep. tell yeah. tell everybody that the, the Demo- Nazis exactly yeah. right. Uh-huh. The evangelicals are about all Trump has left in his base. That's yeah. uh, really the bulk Which is of his so base. bizarre. Isn't it's so it? weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, and I've actually done some theological reading about about why that is, but yeah. uh, that, that is the case, and uh, so you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see the hot bus- button issues uh, the, because they're going to use that, and the Democrats are insane uh, as their platform uh, to go forward. It's it's all they have. Take heart in the fact that the evidence brought down Richard Nixon. The evidence will bring down Donald Trump. Yep. It, it, what turned Congress in three weeks, the Republicans, uh, all the Republicans in Congress supported Nixon, uh, what was it, middle of July. By the middle of August, he had like five Republican <laughs> lawmakers right. still with him out of the 535. So uh, you will see this with Trump when the evidence, as the evidence mounts. So, uh, you know, yes, always, and I tell this to Bob all the time, be fearful of the terrible, terrible things he can do that he'll propose, the ideas that he puts in people's heads, which just makes more urgent our need to remove him as soon as possible. Yeah, and in fact, you you brought up evangelicals buzz. Again, I go back to my initial statement at the top of the show. The Trump GOP buying off porn stars inside the Oval Office. Hashtag family values. Hashtag Jesus. I'll just add that one at the end. Uh, (laughs) Jody, any final thoughts? Uh, No, you guys are just so brilliant. (laughs) Okay, nothing from Jody. David David (laughs) T-Rex. I just really like everybody's outfits. I gotta say, <laughs> Buzz the the full samurai armor was a really bold choice. Thank you. I got it from Roger Stone. 
Ah, there you go. <laughs> I, Jody, I didn't even know they made lime green leather pants. I, I know. Don't they look great? Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. And by the way, speaking and the of... And Borat uh, shoulder uh, uh, thong is a... Great shoulder thong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and by the way, you know, uh, Roger Stone, we could see Roger Stone take a massive dump if he's uh, thrown in jail by Amy Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. What did I do? Did I do something? I don't know. <laughs> do, right. do, I have, do I have time for a closing comment? Yes, please do, Buzz. Yeah. Uh, I think we proved today that four musicians can make a band. I understand <laughs> now why Jody and David are on Bob's show. Uh, Jody, you're brilliant for the reasons I mentioned, including your math skills. David, you are a hilarious poet. That's how I'm going to describe you. And, and, and I move that we name today's show Washing Money Like a Kenmore. I can go with that. Washing Money Like a Kenmore. I just have to remember it I'll now. I'll take it. <laughs> I read it down. All right. Well, we got the postmortem show coming up next. And in fact, there are a lot more things that we need to talk about. And if any of you want to stick around, we got to talk about North Korea because this yeah. is a. Uh, Talk about a, a major failure and also, I, I think, a reason to uh, be a, a deeply concerned about uh, North Korea's power that Donald Trump has now given them with zero, zero in return. It's, yep. it's a horrible, horrible situation, and uh, it's going to take some grown-ups to uh, pull us out of that one. <laughs> So, uh, well, let's no, see. You told us that the art of the deal was spelled with a silent F. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find Buzz Burbank at buzzburbank.com. In fact, brand new newscast out today. It'll be the best hour of news you've heard all week. Uh, just go to buzzburbank.com or realmnetwork.com. Also, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and wherever fine newscasts are uh, listened to. Uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. That's the From the Bunker podcast. Also, at From the Bunker Jr. on Twitter. Uh, David Ferguson, his Patreon is patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Uh, you have a new chapter of your book up there, don't you? I do. I have my book going up a chapter at a time for subscribers of me reading aloud. Tomorrow, I'm interviewing Heather Digby Parton, one of the long time ladies. She's awesome. She's I'm really excited about that. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you on the postmortem show. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.